0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another Coffee with Casey, where we bring you up to date on what the market conditions are. And I'll tell you, as a roller coaster of a year, it was some year. So let's go back and let's take a look real quick at at, uh, market conditions and bring everybody up to speed on some other things. Um, Is it still seller's market? You know, there's reasons and evidence to say there is. So let's talk about who's in control of the market. You know, what is it that I was going to put on today? It's like, who's on the market? Um, you know, are sellers in control? Um, you know, we'll take a look at all of that in uh, five seconds here when I get, get to that screen. All right. So what are the best months to sell in uh, if you're going to sell the house, right? Is it January, February? Is it March, April, May? You know, what are the top months that we want to sell our house? And then who's in control? I mean, at this time, is it a buyer's market or is it a seller's market? And we check that pretty much every coffee with Casey. We do that by saying, if there's 10 homes on the market, how many of them are under contract? That dictates whether the sellers are in control or the buyers are in control. And then today, we're just going to look real quick at extreme pricing, okay? Okay. Sometimes it's very difficult. Let me give you an example. Um, a person is going to put their house on the market they're hoping for 900,000. We do our eval of the price. We do all our models and come out in a bunch of different ways. The home is worth 775. Okay, we got a problem. We have a big difference
1: between expectations and reality. So, who's right? So we're going to talk about how we reconcile
0: how we reconcile those numbers to get to the right number when you're off by so much, who is right? Is it a seller's expectations or is it a, the facts of the thing? And and sometimes it's a combination of the two. So remember pricing is a collaboration. It's not a debate. It's a collaboration. We work together to arrive at where that price based on what facts and figures that we have. Right. So First thing we're gonna do, let me go ahead and take you onto my
1: screen and we will, um, let's go take a look at at charts. We always do. Where are my charts? So let's take a look at this, right? So
0: I leave this on because if I, if I go widescreen, you lose all these numbers. So I have to leave it like this guys, okay? In this format. So the inventory and sales for 2022, how bad really was it? You know, how bad was it for everybody? Well, if you take the five-year average of what listings were that were coming on the market and you compare it to the 2022 numbers, you find out was 2022 good, bad, or indifferent compared to the the average of the last five years? All right. So I'm using blue and green because I'm so sick and tired of looking at red. I can't look at red anymore. Got to do some more colors. All right. So Vienna's inventory was down. In other words, the homes that were listed on the market was down 21%. And they say that Vienna is insulated. Vienna is not insulated. Vienna is Vienna is the same thing as, as it is in Loudoun County, Prince William County, and Fairfax County. It's very similar. So these are the sales. So sales were down 19 percent. Inventory is down 21 percent, which means we sold a little bit better, right? A little bit better than our inventory um, dictated. So that means more houses were priced correctly than not. Over here in Fairfax County, 18 percent the inventory was down. Sales were at 18 percent, which meant we were pretty normal market. It was just a function not a function of overpricing everything as much as it was just a function of the inventory was down. Now, here in Loudoun County, inventory is down 17%, but sales are down 20%. More homes didn't sell than were listed. So, So what happened is this is a sign that people are overpricing houses and they're just not getting the houses correct and more houses are withdrawing than normal. Now, Normal is 40%, which is hard. That means out of every 10 homes that are listed, right? Out of every 10 homes that are listed, four do not sell. They withdraw unsold. That's because they're overpriced. Well, it was even higher in Loudoun County because the inventory was only down 17%, but their uh, sales were down 20%. So it was even worse in Loudoun County. Prince William is off by 4%. That's even worse, right? This shows... Inventory was just down 15%, but your sales are down 19, 20 percent. So you're you got pricing issues here, you have pricing issues here, which is really crazy. And, and here's why that's crazy is these homes are selling at about 25% over um, what they sold for in 2020. 25%. These homes are selling for 35 to 40 percent higher than they were. In 2020, which means even though they're selling 40% higher, the people are still listing even higher than that, right? And that's a little greedy. So you have to be very careful with where we're coming in on our pricing on that. So, so let's look at that's that's for the year, right? So we know, okay, inventory everything's down 20%. Remember, when I start showing these pictures for next year, for 2023, we're comparing ourselves to inventory that was down way down, right? When you look at year-to-year uh, comparisons, yeah. terrible year. So here's where we are. And this is where we start saying, when is the best time to sell? So in January of last year, in February
1: of last year, March, there was, out of every 10 homes on the market, 7.8 were under contract. The most sold in the first weekend. Right, so as you come
0: down, you see as this, as the spring gets into real spring, which is around in here, it starts falling down. Right, so when is the best time to sell? Is up in here, okay, up in the January, February, March, and we always say March. We're running a little late if we get off in March. We really that February fifteenth is a key date for us. We like to get things going by February the fifteenth. So let's take a look at how it wound out. In August, it went way down here, right? And then it pops back up in January, but I don't think this is the real story. What I did was I went and said, okay, 52% of the homes are under contract, okay? Mm. But how many of the homes in that number have been sitting on the market for more than 30 days, which means they're stale, they're overpriced. So that's not the real inventory. I think the real inventory number is 71%. If you take all of those active homes that have been sitting on for a long time, which means they were overpriced or underprepared, in other words, not really good inventory, I think 71% of the good inventory is under contract. That's that's a big number. And we're getting close to our January 2022 numbers. So I'm really, when I move forward, I'm not going to look at the homes that are overpriced and just sitting around and underprepared, we're going to look at if you're a buyer and you're going out into the market, what percentage of the homes under 30 days that have been on the market for under 30 days, what percentage of those are active? 71%. I mean, I'm sorry. What, what percentage of those are under contract? 71%, which means 29% of the homes are really what I would consider to be active legitimate listings okay so let's just remember this right now as we go into january january february march top months to sell right now january is pretty close to where it was last year and it's true adjusted inventory of 71 percent of the homes are under contract when you're going out looking so that to me that bodes well and you know the amazing thing is if you look at the homes that are under contract Imagine this. If you look at the homes under contract, only 20% of them went under contract in their first weekend. Now, that's not that's not good, right? So we took a house that was on the market for 75 days, only had three people look at it. It's in Alexandria. It, it's, it's in Alexandria, it's in an area of Alexandria that we have had no experience in whatsoever. None, right? So we went in and we repriced the house and set it up and and you know launched it uh, again after the other after it was withdrawn, and had uh, four contracts, four competing contracts that all were right around that same list price. right? They knew they were competing, but nobody went over the list price. We actually got a strong contract at the list price. So that just shows that the pricing models, It doesn't matter if it's in McLean or Great Falls or Alexandria or D.C. or Maryland or wherever it is. The pricing models are what the pricing models are. They only measure homes within one mile. They only measure homes of equal size and distance. They only measure homes that have similar assessments and similar price ranges. Very accurate. Doesn't matter whether it's Loudoun County or Vienna. So, you know, pricing a house is extremely difficult. And I'm going to go over what's called extreme pricing here in a minute. And, and we will, uh, and I'll go over that, but, but. When, if we go back, I want everybody to understand your homes are 25% higher than they were. They're not as high as they were six months ago, but they're 25% higher than they were in 2020 in Loudoun County and Prince William County in the markets that we're in, they're up 35 to 40% higher. So. Good time to sell? Well, you've got seventy one percent of the homes are under contract, and you're twenty five to forty percent above where you were in two thousand and twenty five. Good time to sell Yes. Good time for smart sellers. If you're greedy or your agent doesn't know what they're doing, not gonna sell regardless. So we really need to be smart. We need to be smart about the pricing, smart about the preparation, to get it going. So let me show you the charts. This is what we looked at, I, I don't know if it was last week or the week before, but let's take a look at values in, in like this is Oakton, right? So the yellow line is 3,500 square foot homes. They started in 2020 and the average 3,500 square foot home sold for about a million bucks, 1,038. It got up to 1.3 million. So that, that thing went up $300,000 in about two years. They fell back down to about $1.2 but it's still 20% higher than it was back in 2020. The red line is 4,500 square foot homes in Oakton. Started at 1.3, ended at 1.6, right? They haven't come down as much as they were at their peak. So then you look at the big boys, the 5,500s, they were about 1.5 million in 2020. Now it's 1.9. That's $400,000 more than it was Back in 2020, so you know we do these for every every house today. We're going to be looking at a, we're going to be going to a 5,500 square foot house that was built in 2005. So you have a baseline here that they were worth about 1.65 back in 2020. They're worth about two million dollars right now. Now we start looking at that, saying a customary house 1.2. In fact, Kevin did a pricing model on this house at. 2060000 or something like that. But this house is upgraded, has pools. It has all of that stuff. So you need to start with this as a base price, and then you need to go up, right? We need to figure out what all that is worth, okay? So let's talk about
1: extreme pricing here for a second. Oh, well, you know what? I'll tell you what, let me do this. Let me get back to that. Because we have a situation where, remember how I said you have a seller whose
0: expectations are 900 and that all the pricing models say 775,000. So in this collaboration that we have together, right? We need to figure out who's right. So what do I do? They bought the house in 2008. I went back to 2008, right? Went back to 2008. Figured out what they bought it for i plotted that
1: on the plotted that on the um wait a minute, let me get back and kill this thing i went back and and found that the average house was selling at five hundred fifty thousand dollars
0: of that level he bought it for six hundred thousand six twenty five i think it was so if the five hundred fifty if the rest of the market went like this then he went Above at the whole at the same time, so if you proportionately increase his house just like everybody else, only give him the starting price of six fifty not or six twenty five not five fifty, you're going to find he is a hundred thousand over the market, right? So for whatever reason when he bought the house, yeah, whether it was the block, whether it was a lot, whether it was location, whether it was the view, whether it was whatever it was. If the market was 550, and you paid 625, it's either a special house or you got sucker. and paid for the price, overpaid for the house. You just did it. Now I will tell you that when I sit down with um, with sellers, one will offer up, "We overpaid for this house. We just we got caught up in it, and everybody was bidding, and we bid it up. We overpaid for So then I know. Okay, I'll adjust that for a little bit based on you know you overpriced a little bit, but sometimes it's like, we paid this for this house because it has boom, 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 boom. It's behind gates, it's got this, it's got that, it has amenities, um, it has a view, uh, it had some massive deck, for whatever reason, it really doesn't matter. You paid a premium for this house. If I attach that premium to the growth chart of everyone else, it's gonna point me to where your house pretty much should be, unless you overpaid for the house. So let's
1: say in this case, seller's expectations are 900. Kevin says, and my, my models say, 775. But if we apply what they bought it for,
0: and when you talk about extreme pricing, we're in a um, collaboration with the seller. Where is it? We're trying to figure out with the seller what the price should be. If we fail, we're screwed, right? We're gonna go on the market, it's gonna sit for 30 days. It's it's not gonna end well for anybody. So, you know, we need to know. I mean, we just need to know whether you use us or anybody else, we need to know what this home should go on the market for. So, so in this collaboration, jumping in and applying the appreciation model and looking at it going, he paid more, could be worth more, maybe 850, maybe 875. He wants nine hundred.
1: So let me tell you how we normally do this in 2022 and not in 2023. In 2022 I would say, okay. We're stuck
0: between 850 and 900. Those are our two numbers. Let's do this. Let's put it on the market coming soon at 900. Let's let's market the heck out of it. Let's do geofencing and Google ads and Go get them and put the MLS and go to all the agents and send out the emails and send out this thing to all the invite everybody to the open house. And then let's listen. Did anybody come? Is anybody appealing? Is anybody calling? Is there any traffic? Is there any noise going from the agents? Can I get in early? Can I knock it in early? Is anybody coming to see the house? What is the what are the showings look like? What does the favorites look like? What are the you know how many how long have they stayed on the website? So We do all these analytics before we list the house. Then we come back. And go, hey, nine hundred uh, dollars is not enough. We need to move to eight fifty, dollars right? That was then. So that was 2022. Because I knew as soon as we hit to eight fifty, dollars we got enough buyers. I mean, if we go to eight fifty, we'll blow the lid off this thing. And then we have our competitive bids. And historically in 2022, we go to eight fifty, and they bid it to nine fifty. That was then. This is now. We can't afford to take that opportunity. We can't afford to take that chance. We can't afford to waste five days fishing for a number that we don't think the market's going to do because back then in uh, May and, and, and April of last year, there was 800 people in the buyer pool. 800 today, about 150. I mean, still enough to buy a house, but not 800. right? So so we don't have the luxury of saying let's waste five days now you got to go on at 850 you got to test 850 just to make sure if kevin's right it's 775 and you did overpay for your house but kevin says 775 so you know and and i went in i validated it so the way our process works is kevin does it independently i do it independently and then we, we reconcile our numbers and then we reconcile the expectations of the sellers. And if there's any, anyone that's not on board, we need to rip the whole thing apart and come back and try and validate the number that the seller is talking about. But if we can't validate it, we're going to tell them we can't do that. I mean, it's just, it's 775.
1: It is what it is. Right. So, but for this particular house that's going on the market, We can't be
0: wrong, right? You can't be wrong. We need to look at it and say, our numbers are eight. It could be 850 or lower, or maybe 875, which is where you were. I wanna talk about the pricing thresholds here in a second, because we really don't have as much margin for error in 2023 that we had in 2022. Tons of buyers have you if you miss it originally, you bring it down before we launch. Plenty of buyers, it'll sell no problem. They'll bid it up over the list price. Got it. Don't have that luxury right now. So, so 850 would be the number because it could be 800, it could be closer to Kevin's number. If you overpay, it could be closer to Kevin's number.
1: So, we need to first find out is it worth 850? Can't get aggressive. It's either 800, 850. Kevin says
0: 775, but I'm guessing if they paid that much money for it, it's something special about this lot and house. So, so we test 850. Are we at 850? Our fallback is 800. Are we at 850? Is that the number, right? So so I would say that our shift in 2023 is if we had two numbers, 850 and 900, we'd go with 900 and test it and move back to 850, and then everybody would sell. This year, we need to go at, at the lower number just to make sure we can get it, right? And then if we get it, we launch. If we don't, if we don't, if Kevin's more right than these people and they get over for the house, we don't want to get stuck at 850. We need to make sure that people are at, at that number, right? So we just had an example of this. We just did this. We just did this, right? So Johnny G, Adam, um, Haymarket, he's a big agent. At Haymarket, he's on our team. He runs that whole show out there. His seller expectation was eight fifty, and Kevin and I are at seven seventy five, seven eighty, somewhere around in there. It's, it's high sevens. It's not eights, right? So Johnny goes back to the seller. And goes, look, we're going to test it at eight fifty. We're going to see what's going on. Nobody's coming. Nobody showed up. Nobody's talking. We have no showing schedule, Nothing. They drop it to seven eighty five, and it sells in the first weekend. A couple of contracts. Just settle, just settle. So people are getting notice of the settlement. But I will tell you that when you consider that forty percent of the homes are withdrawing unsold, and only twenty percent of the houses are selling that first weekend, you don't have time. You don't have the you don't have the manpower. You don't have the bandwidth in this market to test the eight hundred or eight fifty. You got to move to the right number. So so. Anyways, in this case. If we had to do it all over again, and again, we got in a little late on that one. Uh, the seller had already set the eight hundred and fifty number. So, but when we go in, then we will talk to. on oh, my shirt there.
1: That's bugging me. Um, so, when we go in at uh, that's, a, that's right out of the that's right out of the
0: talk to my dry cleaner. Um, so. Now, if we went in, we would say, really, we need to be at 800, not not 850. We need to be at 800, or we need to be at the 775 number and test the the number that the models are saying, 785. Dome eventually went on. It was dropped to 785. That is what they got. That is what they settled on. Clean transaction. Seller's happy. Seller got what they wanted. And I think seller got about 10,000 more than the house was worth because Johnny had it at the right number, right? So if... If very few houses are coming out of the market that really are at the right number, then they're going to attract the majority of the buyers, and they're the ones that are going to go after. So, so I would just say that an answer to the question and recap of today's um, you know of today's um, show that you know we are down twenty percent, twenty-two percent across the board on sales and inventory for the year. We are rebounding in January as normal. The best time to buy or sell is January, February, March. That's when the most homes are are under contract. Currently, we're at 71% of the homes are are legitimate listings are under contract, um, which means that the seller's market really has returned. It is a, in my book, it's a seller's market all the way, as long as we don't get crazy, as long as we don't overprice stuff. Right. So we want to maintain control as a seller in the market. And I'm gonna, you're gonna see this on all my brochures when they come out. Smart sellers. Good time for smart sellers. Remember, 40% of the homes are withdrawing unsold. Either the sellers got bad expectations or the realtor just overpriced it, did or did not, you know, just didn't know what the price should be. So they overpriced it itself. So the smart sellers that prepare their house, sell it correctly. They're going on, and they're going to go under market the first first weekend. Still happening. Not going to stop. Sellers have control as long as they maintain control. They're good. An extreme pricing situation. You know, I'm not going to say today's uh, meeting is is extreme. It's a two point little something million dollar home, but it's gorgeous. It's updated. And it's got this awesome pool. Um, it'll come out somewhere at about my guess is about two point two five million. But that's in an area that people are actually getting 140% return on their, you know, I mean, uh, uh, percentage of assessment out there. It's it's a strong market because there's a lot of money and they're chasing very few houses. So as long as they don't make a mistake, pretty much how we're going to do it. But the extreme pricing situation is where we're 900 from the seller's expectations, 775 from the hardcore, what the numbers are saying. Where is it? how do you reconcile that go back to when they bought it if they bought it 12 years ago what did they buy then in relationship to the rest of the market if it was a $75,000 premium then as all houses go up all ships rise it rises at the same percentage
1: as everybody else then you'll arrive at what the true number is so we still set kevin 775 If we follow the appreciation model, 875. So, did you
0: overpay? Did you overpay a little or a lot? And then, how's that going to adjust? So, to be on the safe side, the range here would normally be in 2022, 850 to 900. Now it goes 850 to to 800. So, let's put it at the 850. Let's make sure we have buyers there. If they bought it right, this number is correct. If they overpaid, this number is correct. We just have to be more careful. There aren't as many fish in the sea. We don't have opportunities. We can't get get careless. So you can't get careless in a market like this. What does careless mean? You know, it feels like 1.3 million. It was 1.3 million. It was absolutely 1.3 million in June or in July. And I want to show you... um, you know what? I've got, I've got, I've got two minutes. Let's go to the Northern region. Let's pull the stats. This is called smart charts. This is where a lot of realtors get their stuff from, right? So in smart charts, you'll start to see the inventory numbers and yada, yada, yada. So if we look at this, they just now, just this second came out with their December stats, but I was looking at this and it was comparing contract snapshots from November, Right. We just jumped, just now jumped to December. It's January the 12th. And two days ago, these numbers were for November. So in December, it's showing 900 and, what is that? 1,900 homes went under contract. Last year, 2,891, right? In November, the last year was 7,000. This year was 4,000. So it shows the dramatic drop in November and December that we've had, I mean, this is, this is I don't know, that looks like maybe 30% off here. The difference between 7,000 and, and uh, 4,000, that's probably in the high 30s, maybe off 40%. So the reason I do these by hand is I can't, I can't depend on what happened in November and December. I need to depend on what's happening in January, what this week, you know, what the market is moving. We see it moving. So we need to be in on it. We can't, we cannot waste our time with all these older charts. If you see me display one of those charts, I got lazy and ran out of time. But the proper way to do it, just like with any listing or any pricing we do, sticks and bricks. You do it by hand and you do it current for that, that day, that week, that month. We cannot make a mistake. My name is Casey Sampson. Thank you very much for joining Case Coffee with Casey. Hope you got a little bit out of this. Hope you have a more clear thought of the market and the market strategies, smarter market strategies. Hopefully that helped. Again, my name is Casey Sampson. You've been listening to Coffee with Casey. I'm here every Thursday from 10.30 at 10.30 to 11 o'clock. You can reach me at 703 508 2535, or you can email me at Casey at com. If you want to know what your house is really worth,
1: go ahead and text me your address and I'll help you out. All right. See you next week. Bye now.